Steve, just to start off, well, thank you for, for uh, sitting down with us. And we would just like to ask, uh, for those who don't know, just a, a general overview of what the Community Development Block Grant, CDBG, is. The Community Development Block Grant Program is one of the largest grant programs to local governments for a wide range of community development activities, including housing, business assistance, public facilities and infrastructure, as well as public service activities. It's about $3.7 billion a year annually, nationally. The program has been around for 32 years. It is a uh, one of the most successful and one of the largest and uh, one of the longest-running federal community development grant programs uh, that the government funds. Great, thanks. And do you have an estimate on how many CDBG dollars go towards microenterprise development around the country? Yes. In federal fiscal year 2006, our grantees nationally spent just under $30 million specifically on microenterprise assistance activities. Um, that is out of the $3.7 billion. That is not a huge percentage. It's about uh, two-thirds of a percent. However, that percentage has been increasing slightly over the few years, and that is out of over 20-some different eligible activities the grantees can spend their money on. Uh, that's a significant amount of money, and we're pleased to see that the, the percentage is increasing over time. Great. Now, we uh, have microenterprise development organization members at, with, at AEO. And what ad advice would you have for these organizations that have never used CDBG but would like to? The single most important fact to keep in mind is that this is a fairly decentralized and defederalized program, if you will. HUD makes the funds available by law to cities, counties, and states that are eligible to receive the funding. There are over 1,150 uh, cities, counties, all states get the funding. The cities, the local governments, make the decision as to what activities they want to fund, how they want to design their program, how they want to implement it. Some communities choose to carry out activities directly themselves. Others pass the money through to various nonprofit or for-profit subrecipients. All those decisions are very intentionally left to the local level. This program is all about local flexibility and local decision-making. So it is vitally important for um, any microenterprise assistance organization that is looking uh, to tap CDBG funds uh, for their program to get in touch with the local governments, understand the process that the city or the county uses to distribute their money. Uh, every community has to do an annual action plan that describes how they're going to use the money, what activities they've programmed. There is a public participation process in advance of that that all communities go through. It is also extremely valuable for microenterprise organizations to tap into that public participation process to be an active participant to help identify what the needs are as well as to help identify themselves as an organization that can help meet those communities' needs. That is the single most important step. The second thing, of course, is to understand what the, the CDBG program rules are. This is federal money. Of course, there are strings attached to it. It is a very flexible source of funding, but there are rules that apply. And, of course, any federal agency will tell you that every federal program has slightly different requirements. 
Ours is very flexible and can be used in conjunction with other federal funding sources, uh, but we do have our rules as well as the other programs' rules to follow. Great, thanks for that. Uh, now, what what obstacles do you think some of these uh, microenterprise development organizations or others who have used it uh, might encounter, and how would you suggest overcoming them? Perhaps the flexibility and the local decision making is can be a double-edged sword. It is local decision making uh, that sometimes means that a community's priorities may lie in other directions. Not all cities choose to use CDBG money for every category of activity. Some may focus most of their money on public works projects or just on housing because they may have other funding sources that they can use for business finance. And if that's the case, uh, that, that there's nothing that the federal government can do to, to tell a community, oh, you must use your money this way. It is their decision. Um, that is the philosophy behind the program. It is also important for any nonprofit group or other entity that is going to participate to be able to demonstrate capacity and performance. Uh, it is sort of like the old saw that uh, how do you get a job because you can show you have experience, how do you get experience because you already have a job. It, it's important to be able to show a track record and to show that you are capable of managing federal money uh, and that you are capable of carrying things out. Uh, as you promised and in accordance with the requirements. Uh, the more track record you have, the easier that is to do, of course. Uh -huh. uh, just to bounce off of what you, you mentioned there, w what would you say the main categories of CDBG use are and uh, what, what the most common uses are? There are 26 different categories of eligible activities that are identified in our law. Uh, some of those fall into fairly, fairly easily identified groupings. Acquisition of property, economic development assistance, housing activities, public facilities and infrastructure, uh, administrative and planning costs, uh, and public services. Those are sort of the, the, the big categories that, that we tend to identify. Of those, the entitlement cities the, the um, 1,100 communities that get money directly from HUD and cities and counties spend the biggest chunk of their money on housing activities. States who use their funds in smaller communities and in rural areas overwhelmingly use a majority of their money on public facilities activities. One out of every $4 uh, that goes to states goes just for water and sewer activities, for example. However, it is also a useful to note that states tend to fund more economic development assistance activities with their CDBG money than the entitlement cities do. Entitlement cities have other sources of funding. Uh, they do not necessarily have the lack of the basic infrastructure that some small communities in rural areas do. So states actually do more economic development assistance with our money uh, on a proportional basis than uh, the larger cities and the counties do. Okay, I see. Yeah, thanks for that, too. Uh, now, <clears throat> within those, those particular categories, uh, wh what would you say the breakdown of the, the, the um, uses for the money is? Uh, for example, training, technical assistance, loan, capital, uh, loan capital, uh, and administrative costs? For all communities nationally, 
both states and the larger cities and counties, about 8% of our money in, has gone for economic development. And there are any number of ways that you can use CDBG money for economic development. You can purchase property, you can put in the infrastructure to serve a site or roads, uh, or even things like sightings or in pri private utilities. Um, a lot of communities do use money for direct assistance to for-profit businesses, loans or loan guarantees. Microenterprise assistance is very explicitly identified as its own eligible category in our law. Uh, you can use money for technical assistance to businesses, and a number of communities will use money for what we call economic development support services, such as providing job training for people, uh, child care, even health care benefits, transportation to a job site. Those are all eligible activities, and a city could carry those, out act those activities out themselves. They could fund some sort of nonprofit organization to carry those out. Uh, it's even possible to give the money directly to the business and have the business provide those sorts of assistance. Okay, great. Steve Johnson, thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Thank you, Brendan. It's my pleasure.